0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling vs. The World Podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, awesome. If not... yeah, I don't know what to say at this point. But anyway, so I've done an episode of the podcast talking about the history of the Winged Eagle Championship belt design that they had for the WWF Championship from 1988 to 1998. And from what I've seen, it's done pretty well on YouTube, so why not go for the next belt design that we had? The Big Eagle Belt, so kind of picking up where we last left off... Within that subject matter. So we have to rewind back to March 30th, 1998, Raw, which was also the final time we would see the Wing Eagle Championship. Snowgold came out, gave it the belt, and back at this time when it debuted, it had more of a dark navy blue strap. It had the same plates and everything, but that logo that you saw at the top of the belt for the WWF logo was more similar to pretty much that WWF logo you would see in the bottom left corner of the screens. I believe around 94 into early 95. I know I've done some video or looked up some videos about when it first went to that other new gener- new generation logo, but it kind of looked like that. If If you want an example, look at WrestleMania 10, look at WF Logan, bottom of the corner, you'll know what I'm talking about. So we started with that design, and admittedly, it was not the best. I mean, like, it didn't fit that whole Attitude Era lo- look just yet, but we'll eventually get on that, but Stone Cold was champion, got the new belt design because of Vince McMahon, and he had that belt for a good amount of time, but there's some issues with that. how long that belt was around for during Stone Cold's reign. But anyway, he had this belt, lost the title at Kane in a first blood match at King of the Ring, because, of course, Undertaker got involved, and the rule was if Kane lost, he would set himself on fire, but Kane won. And, of course, he had to challenge, get put the title on the line the next night on Raw. Stone Cold won it back. So one of the two shortest reigns that we'll see within this list, actually within three technically, within this list of who's held the Big Eagle belt the shortest. So Stone Cold already two-time champion, became champion. And this belt, for the final time, It I believe it was fully loaded in your house just about a month later, would be the last time we would see this big wing eagle belt design. Because technically, the next night after fully loaded, which was in July 98, Stone Cold would bring out the Smoking Skull belt. And of course, that would be the belt to represent the WF Championship until breakdown in September, because actually, in reality, also during the meantime, leading up to Survivor Series, they were working on the updated belt. So it's like, yeah, this belt around, like on television for a few months, and then you're gonna redesign it, which is a little bit odd. But anyway, you fast forward a bit more now to Survivor Series '98. The Rock becomes undisputed WWF Champion, Corporate Champion, and that's when we get the new updated belt design. Big, the Big Eagle scratch logo on there, black strap, classic look and of course like and but there will be a different variation that we'll get to coming up afterwards uh you've asked for it a bit more january 4 1999 episode of raw even though it was taped a few weeks a week or two prior in late december mankind becomes wwf champion for around over half a million viewers from nitro because they said oh that's gonna put some butts in their seats mankind becomes wwf champion great feel good moment but mankind's run did not last long he's at royal rumble later on that month he lost back to the rock in controversial fashion in an I Quit match. I finished they would try to replicate for a scene of Miz at Over the Limit. <laughs> but then technically taped a f- two days later, but did not air until about a week after the Royal Rumble, Mankind won the title back in the halftime heat paper specialty match, the empty arena match, against The Rock. Both men still kept going over the title. Couple, a few weeks later... February 15, 1999, Raw, the day after St. Valentine's Day Massacre, The Rock would become champion again by defeating Mankind in a ladder match thanks to interference by Big Show, The Giant, Big Nasty, Paul White, whatever the frick his name was. He was going through some name changes during that time. Now, this reign did not last long for The Rock. He was dropped to Stone Cold at WrestleMania 15 in an ODQ match. Classic match. Great overall match. But then the next night... Was when stone cold decided he doesn't want the big eagle belt he wants a smoking skull belt back that he had from breakdown however despite this they were still doing this whole feud thing with the rock going in a backlash saying that hey the rock has got the smoking skull belt because of the corporation vince was kind of feigning a face turn even though we know what would happen a few months later with the whole thing with the higher power so stone cold in the meantime was still carrying around the big eagle belt as the of championship because the Rock's got a Smoking skull belt he won the title, retained the title. at backlash, held both title belts up. Big Eagle belt disappeared yet again. But then you go a bit more to over the edge. That's when the Undertaker won the belt, but he did not bring back the Big Eagle belt just yet until the June 7, 1999 edition of Raw. Because for a little bit, when Undertaker was champion, he still had the Smoking Skull belt in his possession. If you watch some of the Ministry segments with Paul Bearer and all of them. You could see that Paul Bearer is carrying around the Smoking Skull Belt to represent the title in the meantime between Over the Edge and right before June 7th, 1999 Raw. So June 7th, they brought back the Big Eagle Belt. Four weeks later, Stone Cold becomes champion again on June 28th, 1999 1999 Raw after King of the Ring. But then uh, you go to July 12th, 1999 Raw, Stone Cold was still bringing back the Big Eagle belt again for that brief period going into fully loaded. And on July 12th, 1999 Raw, it would be the final appearance during this brief period where the Big Eagle belt would be representing the WWF Championship. Smokey Skull Belt came back and fully loaded. And then it would go from that point up until SummerSlam where once again the smoking Skull Belt represented the belt. And it would be for the final time because then after this, we would go back the night after SummerSlam, go back to the Big Eagle belt. Now, something that I saw. August twenty third, 1999 Raw, the day after SummerSlam, Mankind is a new champion because he went in the triple threat at SummerSlam with Champion Stone Cold and fellow challenger of Triple H. He brought back Big Eagle Belt, and it looked like it had more of a blue interior kind of shade for the interior of the strap, kind of like how we would see with the World Heavyweight Championship having like a red interior on the strap while black on the outside. Sometimes it looked blue, sometimes it looked black, I think, depending on the lighting, but when Mankind ran out at the beginning of the show with the Big Eagle belt, it looks like it had a blue interior to the strap. Uh, Then, of course, later on that same night, Triple H won the title from Mankind, became WWF champion for the first time, so, this would be Triple H's first run with the title. He's one of those guys that you instantly think of when you see the Big Eagle belt. And then, like, during this time I was still trying to watch episodes Raw and SmackDown, and again, there were times where the interior of the strap looked blue, sometimes it looked black. Again, it seemed like either that was the bell design or sometimes depending on the lighting. Uh, September 16, 1999, episode of SmackDown, an infamous one. Vince McMahon defeats freaking Triple H to become WWF champion, vacates it on Raw four days later on the September twentieth, nineteen 1999 edition of Raw, declaring that, hey, I'm Vince McMahon. I can't be on TV. So it's like he's, but because of the whole stipulation with the whole end of an era of what happened at fully loaded, Stone Cold reinstates him to have power in WWF again, declare that Unforgiven, Triple H would be part of the six-pack challenge against British Bulldog, Mankind, The Rock, Big Show, and Kane. Undertaker was originally in the match, but he was run out by injury, so those six men were competing for the now vacant WWF championship, Stone Cold is a special guest enforcer, and of course Triple H won the vacant title at Unforgiven. Hooray. Now, this Shadow Rain would have some legitimacy with some of his defenses. He would drop it at Survivor Series to the Big Show in a triple threat against also fellow challenger The Rock. Snow Cold was supposed to be in the match, but Snow Cold got run down by a car in the Joe Lewis Arena. Yay! And it came the Big Show and it still fell flat, even though it was supposed to be a field goal moment saying, hey, Big Show, he's a champion. He's been through a lot because he lost his daddy. It's still, it just fell flat. The Shadow Rain did not last long, it'll about a month and a half-ish, I believe, Lost back to Triple H on the January third, 2000 episode of Raw. So hey, new way to start out the new decade and millennium and everything. Triple H champion, kill me. <laughs> but anyway, you fast forward a few months. This title reign was actually this was the title reign that actually made Triple H more of a legit main eventer and had people being able to take him seriously because of the street fight they had a Royal Rumble against tri- against Cactus Jack and the follow-up Hell in a Cell match at No Way Out and a solid Fatal Four Way Elimination match at WrestleMania. A backlash. She dropped the championship to The Rock. The Rock's first run with the title in a little over a year. Traded back to Triple H at Judgment Day because hey, we gotta have a freaking odd finish to the Iron Man match at Judgment Day where Triple H won with score six to five. And technically, I say odd finish because technically, I think Triple H got Tombstone by Undertaker after what was technically after the timer was with zero. If you keep track of the time, so it was a little bit iffy, cause, like. I don't know. Maybe my timing's a bit off, but it seemed like that tombstone happened right after it was technically after the timer went off. And they still rang the bell, saying "Oh, DQ," but the match is over. Uh, Ten title went back to The Rock. The following month, the King of the Ring to the opening 6 tag match of The Rock, Kane, and Undertaker against Vince, Shane, and the champion Triple H. Where if Triple H's team won, Triple H still a champion. Or if somebody on the other team got the pin, they are the champion. The Rock won by pinning Vince, so new champion. Uh, t- this would end up be also being The Rock's longest title reign with the WWF Championship maybe I'll talk about this for a future episode of the podcast as well regarding The Rock, but four months later at No Mercy, Kurt Angle won in an ODQ match thanks to interference by Rikishi and actually kept an awful, an amazing rookie year for Kurt Angle so he became champion, held the title for about three months, plus it back in No Way Out 2001 to The Rock, because of course Earl Hebner showed up the finish, one two, oh he kicked out oh, another rock bottom, count the goddamn pin So, The Rock held the championship again, lost it to Stone Cold the following month at WrestleMania in an ODQ match with the whole thing of Stone Cold turning heel, lining with Vince. But, of course, with this run, Stone Cold never brought back the Smoking Skull belts. Like I said, SummerSlam 99 was the last time you saw the Smoking Skull belt represent the WWF championship. Otherwise, during this run, Stone Cold never brought it back. So, he's won the title at WrestleMania, kept it as a Big Eagle belt, was at Kurt Angle at Unforgiven 2001, big feel-good moment after the shady circumstances which Stone Cold retained it at a Summerslam. Kurt Angle new champion, title reign only lasted a little over a month. Cousin on the October 8th, 2001 edition Raw, Stone Cold got it back thanks to William Regal turning heel. And this one ended up being Stone Cold's final run as WWF champion, unfortunately. Uh, you go to bit to December Vengeance 2001, big undisputed title match. So, Stone Cold retains the title over Kurt Angle, and The Rock loses the WCW slash World Championship to Chris Jericho. And then right away, Stone Cold puts his WF Championship on the line. Chris Jericho wins his newly won WCW slash World Championship on the line in a unification match. Jericho wins. So that's the whole thing of him beating Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. Became undisputed champion. But that reign fell flat. We probably, we all know why. WrestleMania. Triple H gets his title shot in the main event against Chris Jericho after winning the Royal Rumble. Wins the match and closes WrestleMania with, as the undisputed champion. But then finally, April 1st, 2002 edition of Raw. The Big Eagle belt is finally retired. Two days after the four-year anniversary of when it debuted. As Triple H came out to the ring, on-screen, WF Raw owner Ric Flair is in the ring with the new undisputed championship belt as well as with The Undertaker. Triple H takes away, gives his undisputed championships to Ric Flair, both the Big Eagle Belt and the WCW slash World Championship. Henry Flair, and he gets a new undisputed belt. So, two days after the four-year anniversary of the win the belt debuted, it is permanently retired. We're back to one belt representing the WWF Championship. Now, when it comes to this run, like I said, that's an iconic belt design. Huge belt, it had the feel of the world championship. I don't think anybody really had a reign where it made people think that the belt felt undervalued. Maybe with Vince and Triple H's early runs. Because Triple H hadn't been established as a main event guy that you should take seriously until his run starting in early 2000. And Vince just held the championship because. But, I mean, this was a great belt design. Now, for who I personally think of originally as who I think of, picture with this belt. I'd have to say more of The Rock. I know The Rock had his sure reigns and everything with the wf championship with the big eagle belt and everything with his career but he's pretty much the first guy that i think of with this belt because you look at the other names like with stone cold yeah you see him with it more in 2001 but otherwise i see him more with the smoking skull belt kane it was one i run mankind his reigns didn't last long undertaker possibly but then again i covered stuff with undertaker with his belt back in with how the championship was run in 1999 uh triple h probably be the second choice but mostly i think of the rock when it comes to this belt because like i said even though he had the short range you always thought you always had that image in your head of him grabbing the belt and just posing with it and whipping it over his shoulder while still holding on to it while posing in the corners so it's like that was i that's the name that i think of when i think of who i picture his belt with the most but anyway that's going to cut it for today's episode, folks. Let me know what you all thought in the comment section below of the Big Eagle Belt during this time between March 30th, 1998 and April 1st, 2002. And who in your mind is the first person you think of when you see this Big Eagle Belt? Anyway, let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. If you enjoyed this episode and you're listening to this on YouTube, please give it a like. Subscribe with that bell turned on for notifications and all that. If you're listening to this in any other forum that I got, maybe got this podcast on, follow in there. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good to everybody.